Hello, this is Melanie Cole, and this is part two of our two-part series on the latest advances in immunotherapy. My guests are Dr. Basil L. Reyes and Dr. Gregory Lazinski. Dr. Lazinski, your research team is focused on the interaction between the immune system and cancer. How are you using this knowledge? How is it being leveraged to develop these novel approaches and improve upon some of the existing therapies? So we have a very active research program at Winship, and part of what we do is heavily collaborating with our clinical colleagues like Dr. El Reyes as well as others across disciplines. And this enables us to directly take our research uh, to the patients. And we, we do this in a way uh, which focuses primarily on understanding why that immune system in the setting of an advanced cancer is so different than that of a normal, healthy adult. So we have a number of exciting projects occurring right now at Winship and within our GI oncology program. Um, part of that, uh, that research effort is really focused in on these types of cancer that normally do not respond effectively to immune therapy. If we're able to uh, overcome some of the barriers for effective immune recognition of cancer, we could have a very major impact on a large number of patients with diseases that are, you know, typically among the most aggressive. And take, for example, pancreatic cancer. Uh, this is a major research interest and clinical interest within our group. And this disease has a very characteristic uh, phenotype or appearance to it in that it is a cancer that is both intercalated with and surrounded by a protective fibrotic, what we call stroma. And this is not, uh, if you take out a pancreatic tumor, it's not exclusively proliferating cells. There's a lot of fibrosis, collagen, uh, immune cells that are actually suppressive rather than activated in nature. And what our group is doing is we are studying this what's called tumor microenvironment, this collection of multiple cells, and trying to understand, one, how it excludes those T cells or other innate immune cells from the cancer area where they could, in fact, recognize and eliminate those tumors. And we're trying to identify new targets within this complex cellular milieu that can be leveraged to gain better access of uh, cells that you either transfer adoptively to a patient or cells within the body that may be turned on by these immune checkpoint inhibitors. And we're trying to neutralize them, study it in the laboratory, and then move that knowledge into clinical trials for patients in the early phase setting uh, by pursuing combination therapy approaches. For example, one therapy may go after the stroma or particular components within it that are shutting off the immune system response to the cancer, while concurrently stepping on the gas pedal, if you will, and activating those T cells to then become more cytotoxic and uh, better killers and recognizers of those tumors in the body. So these approaches are at the very beginning stages, but uh, we certainly have a number of concepts that are emerging that we're quite excited about and we feel could have an impact once we gain additional knowledge. Dr. El Reyes, looking forward to the next 10 years in the field, what do you feel will be some of the most important areas of research? What does this current research indicate for future developments in treatments? Give us a little blueprint for future research. 
So this is a very exciting time to be involved in research in cancer uh, because we are sort of at, if you want, uh, a turning point uh, where we actually may finally have the upper hand in the fight against cancer. Uh, and uh, the immune system, I think, is going to be key in us winning that war against cancer. Uh, I think the things that we are looking for in the next years are, number one, why do we see different responses in patients? Why do some patients respond in a phenomenal way to immune therapies while others do not? Uh, and then understanding that uh, will, I think, open the door for us to know how to do a second manipulation, if you want, to the immune system to try and get a better response in the people who do not respond right now. Uh, Dr. Lezinski spoke a little bit earlier about, for example, uh, approaching the tumor microenvironment. That is going to be a very key area of research, I think, in the next 10 years, because a lot of the reasons why the immune system does not work is, through, is because of resistance in the tumor microenvironment. Then the other part that is going to be coming up as a hot area of research is how do we expand our ability to use cellular therapies uh, cellular immune-based therapies like CAR T-cells and adaptive T-cells uh, in more broadly in cancer. Uh, how do we make those uh, uh, T-cells? How do we manufacture them? Uh, how do we uh, expand their use? Uh, and how do we uh, enable those T-cells to be more effective when we give them to patients? So those are going to be two very hot areas. And then the third hot area, I think, of research is uh, an area that Dr. Lezinski spoke about earlier, is how do we ensure that as we administer these more potent immune treatments, uh, that we do not run into those uh, side effects that we are seeing, the autoimmune side effects. Uh, and there, uh, uh, our enhanced advanced uh, understanding and knowledge of uh, why some people get those autoimmune effects and others don't is going to be key in us sort of tailoring the immune therapy so that uh, patients get the maximum benefit with the minimum risk uh, and uh, we avoid uh, running into the problems of uh, overstimulating the immune system and getting these unwanted side effects. So I think those would be the three key areas, understanding why some people are resistant to immune therapy and addressing the mechanisms of resistance enhancing and expanding our ability to use cellular therapies in this area, and an understanding, better understanding of why do some people get autoimmune effects from the drugs and how can we be proactive in preventing those or maybe proactive in selecting the patients who should not get immune therapy or get different kinds of immune therapy. So interesting. Yeah, and I would... I would like to add too the, the this concept of biomarkers, understanding who is going to gain benefit such as uh, Dr. El Reyes had mentioned uh, from the therapy, we're, we're also undergoing a real revolution in our ability to uh, do genetic analysis of tumors in individual patients, such that we may be able to identify genetic signatures uh, and do it in a patient individualized manner for these therapies. And, you know, the other thing I'd like to add um, with regard to the areas of future research, I agree with everything. Uh, mentioned by Dr. El Reyes, but there have been a few recent reports linking changes in the microbiome within individuals uh, to response or resistance to immunotherapy. So there's this continued understanding of both genetics, 
both at the, uh, the host level as well as the interactions with the microbiome and how it may influence uh, one's response to immunotherapy um, in, in, across a variety of settings. So this is certainly an exciting area on all fronts. Dr. El Reyes, last word to you. In summary, please tell other physicians what you'd like them to know about this exciting world of immunotherapy and when you want them to consider referring to a specialist. So I think at the, where we are right now is we have a hint on certain diseases where immune therapy appears to be effective. Uh, we spoke about some of the diseases earlier like uh, stomach cancer, liver cancer, uh, uh, MSI, high colon cancer. I think for those pop patient population, we need to strategize and think of where do we incorporate the immune therapy in the course of treatment. Uh, so that's the challenge in that set of patients. And then for people who are seeing patients out in the community who do not fit uh, the diagnoses that are have shown to be sensitive to immune therapy like pancreas cancer, for example, uh, I think those patients at some point in their course uh, warrant to be evaluated for clinical trials that are testing new immune therapy modalities because those patients may still benefit from immune therapy, although not the ones that are in the clinic right now, but the ones that are coming down the pipeline. Uh, so I think uh, this is an area where we have all to be open-minded and try to think about how best to apply it in the standard clinical setting and how to think about referring patients who may not be candidates for it in the standard setting to get in, uh, enrolled in clinical trials and have access to this new therapies through the clinical trials program and get access to the newer immune therapy drugs that are coming down the pipeline. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for such an interesting segment. Winship Cancer Institute of Emory University is an NCI comprehensive cancer center. Should you have questions or wish to discuss the care of your patients, please use our referral form or call us at 888-WINSHIP. That's 888-946-7447. You're listening to Emory Healthcare Rounds. For more information on Winship Cancer Institute of Emory University, please visit emoryhealthcare.org, refer Winship. That's emoryhealthcare.org slash referwinship. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.